Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded August 11th, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, our thoughts on 2Q reporting season, which is winding down. Three big things you need to know. First, the overall stats have been decent with some clear soft spots. Not good enough to fend off a bit of choppiness in the equity market, in our view. Second, energy stands out positively at the sector level along with healthcare. And third, we're exiting 2Q reporting season in a bit of an information vacuum based on our reading. That also seems likely to contribute to choppiness in the U.S. equity markets for a while. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick heads up that the podcast will be off for vacation next week. Now the details. Takeaway number one. Overall, the stats have been decent, though there have been some soft spots. We crunched our numbers with 90% of S&P results in and 64% of the Russell 2000. Here's what jumped out. For the S&P, the percent beating consensus on earnings rose from last quarter to 78%, but fell for sales beats versus last quarter, and that's down to 62%. Within the Russell 1000, immediate stock price reactions to both beats and misses came in a little weaker than what we've seen over the past year. Meanwhile, 2023 consensus S&P EPS forecasts have been stable, which is normal halfway through the year in periods where forecasts started too high. 2Q came in better than expected, while expected growth rates for 3Q and 4Q of 2023 did slip a bit. And the upward revision ratio, the percent of EPS estimate revisions to the upside, an important gauge of earnings sentiment, is ending reporting season at 49%. That's actually good. It's a little bit better than it was early on in reporting season when it got down to around 40%. So how does all this feed into our market call? Earnings coming in less bad than feared and building optimism on a 2024 EPS recovery have been positive catalysts for the S&P 500 this year. But what we've seen in 2Q reporting season suggests this may have largely played out. At the moment, the earnings backdrop just doesn't look exciting enough to us to fend off a pullback in the equity market. Moving on to takeaway number two, energy stands out at the sector level along with healthcare. We've been overweight both of these sectors. Here's what jumps out on the stats to us. Across the Russell 1000, energy has seen the best immediate stock price reactions to both earning beats and misses. Within the S&P, energy has also been one of the strongest upward revision sectors in terms of 2024's anticipated EPS growth rate. Healthcare is the other sector that looks really good on this 2024 stat. While the rates of upward earnings and revenue estimate revisions for energy, inclusive of both current and next year's earnings, are still tracking negative for the S&P 500 energy sector right now, this broader gauge of earnings sentiment does appear to be stabilizing, i.e. it's not getting any worse. Within small cap, healthcare stands out. It's the only sector currently seeing positive revisions for both earnings and revenue forecasts. We'll wrap up with takeaway number three, key themes from our reading. Overall, we exit 2Q reporting season feeling a little bit like we're in an information vacuum. We just didn't see a lot to get excited or miserable about. The big overarching theme that we observed, last year's problems and opportunities, topics like inflation, pricing, supply chains, and recession, are just occupying a smaller share of the conversation than they have in recent quarters. New themes and focus have been things like AI and inventory destocking, but those haven't been terribly inspiring when it comes to thinking about future equity market performance. On AI, a lot of investors we've spoken with have argued AI is overhyped. 
companies appear to have heard that message. The AI discussion that we've seen in this last few weeks has taken on a defensive tilt, with companies highlighting its potential for job creation and how they've already been incorporating AI-type tools for quite some time or are developing them now based on customer interactions. We've also been paying a lot of attention in our reading to Outlook discussions, and that really has seemed pretty thin, just a bit lacking in terms of the substance. Overall, the Outlook commentary has generally been fine among those who have made it, with most of those commenting highlighting things like resiliency, strength despite headwinds, the concept of normalization, and ongoing uncertainty. A few companies declined to comment specifically on 2024 when asked. That's actually not that unusual. Most companies prefer not to talk about the new fiscal year until you get to January or February. Commentary on current conditions, another important thing that we've tracking, has been pretty mixed. We've seen that pretty consistently throughout reporting season. On the positive side over the last week or so, what's been standing out to us is how many companies talked about stability. On the negative side in these current condition discussions, what's been jumping out to us recently is the delays that have been seen in decision-making and difficulties closing deals due to macro uncertainty. As more consumer companies have reported over the past week and a half, the state of consumers has come into clearer focus. The themes are mostly the same as what we've been hearing for quite some time, with consumer health, resiliency, and strength all highlighted. Similar to our last few updates, consumers continue to be described as more value-conscious, adaptable, and preferring experiences over goods. The student lending issue does seem to be on some companies' radars. In terms of last year's big topics, supply chains are generally now being described as improving. Conversations on inflation have highlighted anticipated moderation and a knock-on on pricing. Some companies are also continuing to highlight vigilance on costs. And the geographical discussion, which is always in focus, continues to tilt negative right now, particularly when it comes to China. One exception here over the past week or so has been healthcare, where the commentary on China has seemed a bit more favorable. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.